I'm Danny, that witch next door. And you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome to another week, another episode here at That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm your host, your guide, your mentor, and instructor in all things magic, witchcraft, astrology, and business. Ah, that witch next door. And with me today, I'm so excited for today's episode, seriously. With me today is the amazingly talented Daniel, past life regressionist. Daniel, please introduce yourself. Hey, everyone. I'm Daniel, the past life regressionist. And I'm excited for today because, well... I hope I'm not giving away too much, but Danny sent me an outline of the questions and it's going to be really fun. It's going to be That wasn't really too good. much, right? No. Okay. Because I'm sure that the title probably gave it away. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good in my titles letting you know when it's going to be a really good, really special episode. Yes. Because yes. today is not only a really fun episode, but honestly, folks, this is an important episode. I think that Daniel and I both really share uh, at least one passion that we uh, as a collective really need to open and expand our minds and our perceptions of the concept of time in general and quite honestly, our existence. Would you agree with that, Daniel? 100%. I think that one thing we really linked up on very early on when we very first met was that neither of us agree with the conditioned concept that we have of this very linear form of time. So, aka, get ready to have your minds blown. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this could be so much fun. <laughs> I know. So, Daniel, first, before we get into the fun stuff, because Daniel here is a 28 degree Aquarius rising. I do have a baby two degree Aquarius North node. So before we fall down the Aquarius space-time travel hole, <laughs> Daniel, tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do, past life regressionist. What does that mean? So yeah, I am Daniel, the past life regressionist. As the name suggests, I'm a past life regressionist. And past life regression is a form of hypnosis which takes you back to revisit a past life. And it's just, it's really cool. I could really just geek out over how cool it is. Please so do. I'll just say it's, it's really cool. <laughs> and it can be used for a multitude of things. It can be used just simply as a tool of curiosity to go back and say, hey, I was here, I was a farmer, I was a fisherman, or I was a castle guard, or I was a king, I was a queen. Whatever it may be that you were, and if it's important for you to see, then it would come up. And it can also be used to address relationship issues. If there's someone in your life who you just, you have that feeling or that pull or that tug to them, and you don't understand why, whether that be what is perceived to be negative or positive, Past life regression can make that a little more tangible for you. And you can understand the source of that dynamic. So let's just say it was for a still a perceived negative one. You can understand how that toxicity is something that you're that you're drawn towards and how how bad it is for you. 
or the flip side of it is if it's your partner, someone you're dearly in love with, and they are just the most amazing person in the world, they bring you so much joy. And the first time you saw them, you just felt like you knew them. Well, you could go back and see if that was the case. And I just, I think it's beautiful in that respect when I have people come in and see their significant others in past lives and that they were together then and they're together or together now. So it's, it's beautiful in that respect. And I mean, still the list goes on of things that can be addressed, but at the end of the day, I think it's, it's a tool of healing. If I were to sum it up, it is an amazing tool for healing. I could not agree more, especially as somebody who has had the privilege of doing past life regression with Daniel. I can definitely, definitely attest to that. You might actually uh, be a listener here from Daniel's following, actually, because many of you came over to the podcast a couple of months ago when I went on Daniel's Instagram live for his past life, uh, past lives talks that you do. It's like a little, it's a talk show basically, right? Yeah. It's cool. And I, it's really cool. I really enjoy it. And it was really fun. Sorry. Was that an Aquarius rising statement I made there? Referring to my (laughs) past life talk is cool. (laughs) It's okay. It's an approved Aquarius rising. I'll take it. uh, Quote. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I, I really had a blast doing that. So a little bit about how Daniel and I know each other. We really came together very intuitively, I think would be a good way to put that. A very past lives way, actually. Yeah. <laughs> very much two paths meant to cross kind of a deal. And I did a past life regression for him. And he was a guest on the previous podcast that I hosted. And we have essentially just kind of kept in touch since then and always supported each other's journey because in my experience, Daniel and I did discover that we did have a connection in a past life. Do you care if I tell everybody what it is? Oh yeah, it's totally cool. Okay. (laughs) It was okay. It was, that was then, this is now. All is healed. All is healed. So very much so actually. So in this regression, so my experience was under this hypnosis, still very, I felt very clear and in control. I think that you did a really good job of making me feel very confident about the entire experience the whole time. I really didn't question almost anything. And I would definitely pride myself on it being a bit of a skeptic and maybe even a cynic from time to time. Um, And I still, I really can say that I was very grounded and present and took in the entire experience wholeheartedly from beginning to end. And I think that's because you set a very good tone for that. We go through many lives and though Daniel is guiding you, you're really in charge of a lot of this spacecraft. I mean, you really are Daniel very much is more along for the ride and like the navigator, but you're not necessarily driving. Is that a good way? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just the dude who asks questions. Yes, exactly. And the questions somehow give you your soul direction, I guess. So you can experience a multitude of things 
But for me, we got to really explore a collection of relatively, and I mean this in a really good way, of relatively mundane lives where some of my deepest traumas and wounds occurred and were born. And the whole idea and intention that at least I had with my, my session was to identify those and face those and break through those very much. That's that and to just see what the hell I was going to see, I guess would be my other intention. But we, in one of the lives, I was a witch surprise. And, uh, I had a, Daniel and I got to witness a very, very ancient, very dark, not in an evil way, but dark and deep ritual that I was performing. And this was during a time that witchcraft was definitely punishable by death, um, extremely illegal. (laughs) And I totally got busted. And I was able to perform the ritual, if you're curious, though sealed. Uh, but they did bust me totally after. And it was this group of guards and I was taken to prison to be tortured and then put to the death. I was then escorted out of my cell to my execution by a young guard that Daniel asked me to look into his eyes and tell me if I recognized him at all. And as soon as I looked into his eyes, I was like, oh yeah, it's you. And it turned out, folks, that Daniel walked me to the plank, if you will. It wasn't a literal plank. It was a different kind of death machine, but... (laughs) Yeah, you would have been better off with a plank. Super duper better off with a plank. This was a pretty rough way to go. It was a stretcher, if you want to know. Um, It was definitely a medieval, the old school stretcher. So, Daniel, was that one of the more interesting connections you had in a client's past life? I mean, walking them to their death? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that definitely is up there. <laughs> I've had a couple more like that. But yeah, there was just something about that one and how undeterred you were by it. Very much so. To this day, really. Yeah. Very matter of fact. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, and you have a, mo- a mustache. Yeah. I think that's because of who I was in that life. Remember, it was very accepting. Mm. I had a very confident, accepting nature in that life. I wasn't afraid to die, which is not a feeling I know in this life at all. If you hooked me up to a stretcher in this life, I would just die of a heart attack from a panic attack. (laughs) Like There would be no even getting to the torture part because I could not imagine being faced with that, my fear like that. And in this life or in that life, yeah, it was, there was a lot of acceptance. There was a lot. Yeah. I didn't even hold that against you in that moment. I think I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I love what you had said to me about my role in it. And the fact that I was just following orders. I didn't Mm want to do it. Like I knew it was wrong, but I was just doing what I was supposed to do. So Mm -hmm. for you to have that clarity, because I do believe that you were tapping in to that woman, that witch who you were and understanding what she was feeling at the time and that she had that clarity of, oh, this guy is just doing what he's being told, but he doesn't want to. And I think that that's amazing just to have that clarity in the moment while you're being walked to your death. And also, I just, I thought it was cool how 
how much pride you had around that in that life. You're like, I'm going out this way. And, <laughs> you know, I did my ritual. Mm-hmm. I did what I wanted to do. And this is how I'm going out. All right. This is how I'm going out. I thought it was yeah. really cool to see that kind of strength. There are so many points in that session that literally changed my life. But that experience of that life was one of the top for sure. Having that kind of exactly clarity and confidence, it was, it's really amazing. I I really hope if nothing else that this episode really helps everybody understand the real benefits of legit past life regression, which is a perfect segue into my my next question. Daniel, past life regression, let's call it what it is, has gotten super trendy, right? We've got TikTok, we've got YouTube, we've got self-guided meditations and self-guided past life regressions. Uh, We've got a big uprising in trend, which, you know, we can go on all day about the pros and cons. I want to know for you specifically, when and how did you know that this was your calling? When did you discover past lives? And when when did you and why did you make this your soul's path in this life? So I think we'd have to go back to me as a child. And usually do. Yeah. <laughs> I was someone and still am to this day, someone who is a firm believer in science. Science is very important to me. Now, it's ironic with what I'm doing, but it's still very important to me. And, well, this is, you do discuss a lot of astrology on here, right? Absolutely. Okay, so I, I can say that I have four placements. We're drenched in, in astrology around here, yes. So I have my four placements in Taurus, so... Yes. Oh, yeah. Talk openly about your placements. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So as you guys know, that I'm someone who is very flexible, that change is very easy for me. (laughs) And that... Do you sense the sarcasm? (laughs) Yeah. That that my beliefs will easily transform and shift and be mutable, which... Because you know Taurus is the most mutable of all the signs. What what a Taurus Mercury... (laughs) With an Aquarius rising thing to say. (laughs) All the sarcasm, because it's true. As you know, I have a lot of fixed energy in my chart. So I, too, really understand, uh, yeah, the easing and flowing of of change and adaptability. It's fun. And so sarcasm (laughs) aside, I don't like change. I don't like it at all. I don't shift easily. I, I like my routines. I like Mm -hmm. my beliefs. So I believed in science, still do. But I had that mindset of if science can't prove it or if science can't explain it, then it's not real. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to my early 20s and I came down with an autoimmune disorder. So my belief in Western medicine was the focal point of what I believe to be my recovery. Western medicine was going to cure me. That's the way I saw things. Of course, that didn't happen. So about six years after coming down with my autoimmune issues, I found myself in a place where 
I'm like, okay, I may have to explore, oh God, do I dare say it, like alternative treatments. <laughs> I may have to do this. <laughs> I had to be pushed to that. And, and you, you, like, you didn't find that you were like stubborn or anything, did you? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and even when I allowed myself to indulge in the possibility of exploring alternative treatments, it still took me a while to actually do it. But once I opened that door, it seemed like things just started to happen. That alternative treatments were being presented to me instead of me really having to seek them out. And past life regression just ended up falling in my lap. I learned about it in a memoir writing class. So I had nothing mm. to do with metaphysics or the spiritual realm. It was a memoir writing class, which is also something I, I didn't quite understand why I took that class because I didn't really <laughs> like talking about myself at the time. But when I looked in the catalog, I felt the need to be in that class. And now I understand why I think that is, which is... Yeah, look, I agree. I would have found out about past life regression one way or another. But the way I found out about it was from the instructors, two people who I had deep respect for. And they shared their experience with it. Okay, let me back up. The reason that they brought it up is because me being the Aquarius rising and the stubborn Taurus, I didn't want to talk about myself in the memoir writing class. So when I would do my written assignments, mm -hmm. I would write fiction. And for the first couple of weeks, <laughs> the instructors were like, oh my God, that happened to you? I said, no, this was fiction. Oh and my God, this is the most Aquarius of Aquarius, Aquarius <laughs> rebel, Uranus ruled things I've ever heard. <laughs> right, so for the first couple of weeks, they were like, you know this is a memoir writing class. You're supposed to write about yourself. I'm like, yeah, I get that. But Oh, I understand the assignment. Man, I understand it. I'm just not going to do it the way you want me to do it. <laughs> right. But they were great. So they just became very encouraging of me just doing something. Nice. So one week I brought my guitar in for my written memoir assignment. And I presented a fictional song. And it was a song that I wrote a couple of years prior to that that was based off the concept of soulmates. And what if soulmates are a real thing? What if there is life beyond life and you get to encounter that soul in another life? So that's what the basic concept of the song was. And after I finished it, they're like, oh, you know, what was that about? And I told them. And they said to me, so yeah, the couple was in, they were an elderly couple that had been together for a while. I don't want to label them as, okay, I'll just say it. They, they, they had a couple of years on me. So they were just this, sure, this adorable sure. couple who had, yeah. who had been together for a while. And they said to me like, hey, you ever heard of past life regression before? I said, no, what's that? And they shared their experience with it. And I was like, wow, that is fascinating. Like that sounds so fascinating. And I kind of tucked it away in the back of my mind for a while. And I ended up trying it. I did a self-regression uh -huh. about a month and a half after that. And I remember, I just, I came out of it. I was like, whoa, like, whoa, I think that there was something there. And I kept doing those for about the next six months or so. And then I finally had my first in-person regression and it just changed my life. And how things shifted for me that day 
was, well, one of the best lessons or greatest lessons I've ever learned came from my astrology teacher. His name's Jim Sher. He taught me the difference between believing and knowing. And also I took astrology after this. So I didn't have this concept at the time. I just needed to mm-hmm. throw that one out there because astrology came after past life regression. Which is yeah. so interesting. Keep going though. That's, oh, I just love that. So when I left that session, I couldn't prove that my experience was real. But it was so profound that I just, I believed that it was real. And that belief was strong enough for me to believe in past lives. So by default, I believed in future lives. And a lot of the reason I went in there was to try to understand my health issues. And admittedly, I was not cured at that first regression. And I'm not fully cured to this or at this point in my life. It's something I still have to deal with. But my perspective on life changed because of the past life component. So since I now believed in future lives, I basically said to myself, look, next time it could be better or next time it could be worse. These are the cards that I've been dealt this time around. So how am I going to play them? So my health issues no longer were my identity. They were just this thing I had to deal with. They were pain, but whatever. I still had life in me. So my perspective on life changed and and it moved me so profoundly in that way. And over the next year, I had another couple sessions and still very moved by them. And then it was just time for me to get certified at that point. I think I knew at that first session that that's what I wanted to do. But I just, I needed to experience it a little more. And I've been certified now since 2016 and I absolutely love it. It's it's just, it's so cool because no two sessions are ever the same. I don't know where my client's going to go tomorrow. I have no idea. So that's exciting because I get to sit in as an investigator, for lack of a better term. Like that's the role that I get to fill, the investigator who's asking questions. And I get to be on my toes while you're having that experience. So it's just, it's so much fun. And also I love meeting someone and and having them say like, oh, so what is it you do? Oh, I'm a past life regressionist. And just seeing like the head take like, what, what's that? What's, what? What? Because if you tell someone you're a lawyer or an accountant, like they know what you're talking about, but not many people know past life regressionist. So that Aquarius rising in me is just like, yeah, that's right. I'm a past life regressionist. You don't know what it is. I definitely relate to the head turn <laughs> at the like, mention I'm a of witch. your career. <laughs> yeah. When people like, whether it's like new people or people that I haven't talked to in, you know, more than seven years or whatever. Well, yeah, I'm a witchcraft instructor and astrology instructor and <clears throat> like a spiritual business coach. And people are like, oh, <laughs> like you can tell they're like, I was... Not expecting that today. Isn't it fun? <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Yeah, of course. I have the Leo rising, so I get it. Yeah. Mm, that's a good so, rising right there. I appreciate that. It It's definitely helped pull me out of my little Scorpio shell. That is for sure. Um, now, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. I really firmly believe that our journey matters. One thing that kind of came up for me while you were talking was, you know, how your perspective changed when you 
really decided and embraced, like, I believe in past lives and therefore I believe in future lives, right? And how that perspective really does affect your thoughts, words, and actions in this life now going forward. I think it's just further proof for me that no matter what, everybody, we have free will and we have choice and we have choice over our our perspective because whether you firmly believe in multiple lives or only this life, this life is as meaningful as you make it. So I really do believe that in either perspective here, you can take one end of the spectrum or the other, like, well, nothing matters, right? Like, not this is our only life, who gives a shit kind of a thing, or there's so many lives. I've actually had clients in the past tell me that, they, and this is your choice, but I don't want to work on that lesson in this life knowing full well that I will likely encounter it again. I don't care because I know that I'll have another opportunity. I'll just take care of it in another life kind of a deal. So I really think in either perspective, you can kind of take that attitude. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And in either perspective, you can really take and embrace the significance or meaning of our, our purpose, I guess. I really think... And this is where, if you can't tell everybody, we're going to start getting a little fun. Um, I really do think that purpose is one of the main, like soul purpose is one of the main roots of past life regression. There's a lot of things that we want to explore, but I really do think at the root of all of them, it's why. Do you see what I'm kind of saying? I mean, like the why of our existence, why yes. Why are we why here in this here? incarnation? What's the point? What's my point? What I really think that even if you don't know how to articulate it, it's back there. It's a root. If you're interested in past life regression specifically, I mean, I really think that exploring alternate lives and alternate timelines in general is a direct correlation to seeking some kind of at least understanding, right? It's not not necessarily that you have to put some kind of expectation, like what the purpose is. But I think that those of us that really explore and try to understand the complexity of time, there is this big aspect of why. Now, as an Aquarius rising, do you have that? Do you experience that? Because you are this Aquarius rising, very... That's why it was funny when you said you took that class without even knowing. I was like, well, that's because that's a 28 degree Aquarius rising, knowing what you needed long before you knew what you needed. (laughs) Um, But you also have really heavy Taurus placements. And Taurus, one of the best descriptions I've ever heard of Taurus was, I think it was um, another thing that the incredible Rick Levine said. Um, Taurus has to like be able to like, pound on it and bang on it and listen to it like in order to believe that it exists. So you're really rooted in practicality and groundedness and what's here. But I want to know, do you ever think about or ponder or kind of go down that exploration for yourself? Like, what is all of this? Oh, all the time. 
I think that also with my Taurus placements, it's the greatest gift I can be given as an Aquarius rising. Because I think it keeps me from completely floating away when I get lost in these concepts. Like you brought up alternate timelines or alternate lives. And so let's just go for timelines for an example. Yep. It's something I think is very trendy right now out in that spiritual world is talking about timelines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My first thing to say is I don't think those people know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Elaborate. I'm very, no, we get juicy around here. You know, they, oh, these timelines are converging and, and this, and, you know, we're shifting these timelines every day. And do you know what the hell you're talking about? <laughs> like, what does that even mean? I mean, maybe, yeah. but I think it's just, it's a lot of mumbo jumbo because if you're shifting all the time, well, what difference does it make? Cause you've landed somewhere. So just fully embrace where you are. So I, I mean, I bring up that example because the Aquarius rising in me wants to really go, oh my God, you know, I shifted timelines and I woke up in this timeline today. And, you know, because the energy report out there said that look on the horizon because the, you know, the Pleiades are going to be shifting us into the new one and we're going to be aligning with the galactic center, which is going to be oh, shooting. Oh, those are the ones you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, well... You woke up on a Monday and it's a Monday. What do you have to do on a Monday? What difference does it make if you woke up in a new timeline? Own it. Don't. So I guess my point with that is it's fun to think about, but at the end of the day, it takes away from the practical nature of doing your laundry or putting your shoes on. Yes. And something I heard from someone who was out there preaching that message when we were, you know, I was having a conversation with them about their, their shadows. And they said to me, oh, I don't need to work on that because I already worked on it in another timeline. And I, it's like, okay, well, that's, that's spiritual bypassing, but okay. Yep. So I think that kind of even piggybacks on what you were saying earlier. It's, mm-hmm. It is a matter of free will. We do have the choice to work on things or not like that person you brought up. It seems like they had a full awareness that if they don't take care of it in this life, that they're going to have to take care of it in a future incarnation. I would recommend not kicking the can down the road because if you're aware of an issue, deal with it. Now with that said, in full transparency, I still have my own sessions every two to three months, my own regressions. And it's done for me. Like I go to a practitioner to do it. Mm -hmm. And there are things that are brought to my attention that I may not act on right away. I'm not kicking the can down the road too far, but it's more, I think, that slow and steady process of the Taurus Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, I have to ponder this one over. I have to think about my approach to it and I'm going to approach it slowly and steadily and then I'm going to go for it. And when I go for it, I'm in because the train has left the station and there's no stopping me at that point. Now I can bring in alternate timelines or timeline convergence, the new energies, but it's going to take me away from doing what I need to do, which is the lesson. And the lesson is all that matters. That's all that matters to the day, at least in my opinion, because I don't want to kick the can down the road. If I become aware of a wound, fix it. And I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Honestly, I really, I think that, first of all, you bring up a very important 
concept that we were quite honestly going to get into anyways today, which was spiritual bypassing. <laughs> uh, we call those folks 5 Ders around here. Whenever you hear me call somebody a 5 Ders, I am oh, God. specifically You're using the, the label of the fifth dimension <laughs> to um, honestly give kind of a blanket label to the people that spiritually bypass because... I really think one of the biggest reasons that I resonated with witchcraft specifically, right? Like I embarked on this spiritual journey, but witchcraft is is the path that resonated most with me is because it is a very ethereal practice. I am I am very much working in the network of the universe, if you will. And it's one of the most grounded practices out there as well. Yeah, you're getting your hands dirty. Exactly. That's why I couldn't agree with you more about like your placements, for example, <clears throat> how important having that groundedness is. And, and this is such an important concept. If you are somebody who's interested in past life regression, which, <clears throat> excuse me, to be honest, is probably 99.9% of people just right off the bat, not worried about like, the, the shadow work or any of that stuff, just as far as a fascinating subject goes, I would say 99.9% of humans would be like, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Like at least as a concept, right? That sounds interesting. Don't you think people would at least so think it sounds interesting? No, you think there's enough people that would be like, right off the bat would be like, well, if that's true, then everyone, <laughs> you can't see Daniel's face because you can probably only see my face, but... I, all right, you go elaborate. What are you, what's your response to that? I wish. <laughs> oh. Well, wait, but that's what my differentiation is. So let me tell you this. I would say a much, much significantly smaller percentage of people are interested in the true nature of past life regression work and are ready and willing to actually show up for the real practice that it is. That is a small, small, small amount. Sadly. I definitely agree with that statement. With the 99%, sorry, 99.9%. All right, I exaggerated. All right, all right, all right. I was hyperbolic. <laughs> I think that there are many people who are even afraid to indulge in the concept, either for really? religious re reasons. Or oh, okay, touche. Because it challenges the nature of their belief system and what they're comfortable with. That's true. And I think a lot of people are afraid of death. And I think that yes. talk of past lives scares them, which I think would have the opposite effect at the end of the day. Because I think that people who go through the process of a regression come out not fearing death or not fearing it to the extent that they feared it before mm -hmm. because they start to really understand that it's not just one life that we live. So death is not, it's not final. It's not an absolute. You just change forms. Mm -hmm. So, and then I think there are the people who just are so attached to science. They I mean, this is a conversation that I would have, I would have had with someone 10 years ago before I tried past life regression while I was still so fixated on science needs to explain everything. I would... I would talk about the theoretical nature of it. But I encounter a lot of people who won't even go there because science 
can't prove it or science refuses to prove it. I think that may also be the distinction is mm -hmm. that the system that's in place now, it's, it's too rigid. This is coming from someone with <laughs> a bunch of tourists that are charged. Talk, me calling something rigid. And Saturn on your midheaven, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's there too. Yeah. Yeah. I got some and Capricorn. that's even you saying that's too restrictive. Exactly. <laughs> but the system that's in place just does not allow for that kind of, well, what I believe is conventional thinking now, or it should be, but it really is unconventional thinking, mm -hmm. talking about reincarnation and past lives. And I think that we're going to get to a point where more of the population will be willing to talk about these things because a lot of my clients these days are people who are fairly new to spirituality. And when they tell me their stories of how they came around to it, it was, it was the pandemic. It was that time because they had the time to explore these things or that they were so torn up that they were seeking something first outside of themselves. Right. But then to make that journey inward. Yep. And I think that that's, that may be what our story is going to be in the coming years. Like, I don't know what our Pluto return is going to look like for the U.S., same. <laughs> but my gut tells me that it may ultimately lead to a percentage of the population starting to come on board with some of these things because there's so much mm -hmm. chaos in the outer world that they start to look inward. And so I just, I think that that's what the theme of the decade may end up being is a trend inwards. And just, and you find yeah. answers when you go in, though. Not only did they go, is there chaos outwardly, but when these people went inward, especially like clients that you worked with, people that really showed up willing to journey inwards, they found answers. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think that's why a lot of people are not just becoming conscious of these concepts, but embracing them. Because I, I think they're actually finding what they seek. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know much about this new metaverse that's <laughs> on the horizon. I think it's going to swallow a lot of people up, though. But I think that it's also going to open a lot of eyes in people who may have been on board with things of that nature previously are going to say, I don't want to go in that direction. Mm -hmm. And so they may go over to the other side, which would be the non-virtual world and unplugging from it and going inside. So I just, I feel that that's where we're heading as a society is to a place where people are going to have a choice if they want to confront what's inside and embrace it. And ultimately what I believe will set them free is by unshackling their shadows and the things that they've been carrying around for many lifetimes. And I mean, I, yeah, you're speaking my yeah. Scorpio love language. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, definitely believe 
that the only effective healing past life regression is people that really embrace the whole experience. Mm -hmm. And even for... I don't think you could pick and choose. Well... Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't... Because your higher self is really driving that seat when you're there. That's why I believe you that, that you'll only be shown what you need to be shown. You don't, that's what I mean is you don't necessarily get to show up. You don't get to decide what your other lives were is what I'm trying to say. It's true. You know, I believe what the higher self shows you is what you need to see. But the trap that I fell into was not everything was shown to me at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I should have, I should have taken my time with it. I should have really lived that Taurus nature and just taken it slowly and steadily. But I craved more. I wanted more. And I started to fill in the narrative or what I thought it should be. And I filled it in based off of what I was hearing out there. Because this is like my spiritual world or journey really kicked off around that time. And so I flocked to places where I thought I could find answers. And look, I didn't have an Instagram at the time, but I was looking to things like that. The people Mm -hmm. who are talking about 5D and and shifting timelines and this Starseed Collective and that Starseed Collective and and these features and those features and that and and this mission and that mission. These are here to do this and those are here to do that. And you got to do this if you want to go through the ascension process and that and this and go to Mount Shasta, go to, go do this, go whatever it may be. I filled in the blanks. And that was very detrimental to me. So past life regression didn't do me wrong. I did me wrong. Mm-hmm. I did me wrong by just not taking a step back and letting the information come to me at the right time. Mm. So I had a choice in that matter. And I don't think I made the right choice. I mean, ultimately, I think I did because I think I needed to understand that journey in order to be in a position now to spot it. So when when people come in talking about oh, I'm going through ascension right now and and this, and I'm already living in the 5D. It's like, okay, but don't be bringing that around here. No, 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 no. Like, we're on Earth today. Correct. This session is (laughs) taking place on (laughs) Earth. Lovely. Welcome to where we will be, though. (laughs) And because I don't want to... I don't want to be a part of someone else's delusion. Now, I'm not saying that these things don't exist. I mean, dimension-wise, yeah, there's probably a fifth dimension. I think there's many dimensions. But when you leave the body Mm -hmm. in a regression, you're existing Mm -hmm. in another space, in another dimension that's that's occupying the same space that we're in now. So by definition, there are other other dimensions. But I don't want to take anyone away from the experience of dealing with their shit. No. Like, that's what it was for me, is I used those terms or those concepts as a way to not look at what was really being presented to me, which was, hey, buddy, here's some of your wounds. 
You're going to take care of them. We're not. So I had the information presented to me and it was up to me at that point, how I decided to proceed. Just like for you, all the information that you were provided with in your session, you had the free will, how you wanted to act on it. Mm-hmm. And I think you made the right choices. I mean, I'm not, I I'm not the arbiter of truth here. I agree. But I mean, the way you've transformed in the last year plus, it's just, it's amazing. And, but I think you made the right choices. So I think still it's, that's what it all comes down to at the end of the day is the free will of everything is it's up to us what we choose to do. And I think it's good that we bear the responsibility of that. But look, I'm still a little salty from getting caught up in all that six, Mm -hmm. seven years ago that Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. that I was naive enough to, to not let my, my more practical and logical side when, when that inner battle that was going on mm-hmm. being like, Hey D you know, something's not right here. Why are you listening to this person? Cause now I see it for what it is that those people were just very wounded. Now it's still, it's not all of them. And I don't even know if these things are these things that I perceive to be spiritual bypassing. They may be the truth. They may not be spiritual bypassing at all. All we have is our perception. I mean, come on, probably. But like, there's some there's there's some spiritual bypassing happening. But I can't prove it. It's an it's a belief and it's not a knowing. Which still I I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I do agree with that. I think I'm a very balance-oriented person and witch. I think it's a big reason I'm a I'm an elemental witch, a big reason why I'm a cosmic witch. I'm very concerned with balance, more specifically polarity and duality mm-hmm. for the sake of balance. And one thing that I think that I've really embraced, especially since the regression, is it's both. There are all the, it's not that everything they're saying about the timelines is total bullshit. It's that they're making that the one and only absolute truth. Mm -hmm. And there's duality in all things. There are, polarity is a natural existence in our our universe. So for example, we're all made up of the same stuff, right? We've all heard that we're made up of the same stuff as the planet and the stars, the universe. We're all made of the same materials. And when you break down those materials to an atom level, we know that all atoms are made of the same exact things, right? Protons and neutrons. So even on the smallest level possible, we know that polarity and duality and therefore balance to create existence, in my opinion, exists. Therefore, I do believe that at all moments, there are infinite possibilities, paths, timelines, whatever you want to call it, in front of you at all times Mm -hmm. because of the power of choice. And, not but, and you are in this fucking life right now for a reason. You chose this. And when Daniel and I talk about spiritual bypassing, I do get upset because you are bypassing other people and folks. However, 
I get really upset because you're doing it to yourself. You're bypassing this existence and this experience, which is just as integral of a part as your 5D that you're living in or whatever. That's great. Welcome. I'm glad that you're there. This one, what is this? The third? Are we in the third dimension? Mm -hmm. Right. This one matters. Sorry. I know it's shit. I know there's a lot about it that's broken. I get that. But I also know that, for example, Venus exists for a reason. I know that beauty and love exists. I know that even though there is a lot to face here in this life, in this location, your higher self did choose it for a reason. And so that's why I have the strong belief in accepting both at the same time at all times, that you have infinite possibilities in front of you at all times. And what Daniel said earlier, which is I also need to embrace and just own the path that I'm on at every moment. I love that. That's both. That's being connected in the network, if you will, and very grounded and rooted in your, in your laundry, like you said, because I love that. That's, that's, a part of the deal. You chose this. Mm. I really believe choice comes down to everything. Now, I really want to talk about this multiple lives and overlapping timelines thing because (laughs) it's A, a subject that I love delving into. And B, it's one that I find a surprising amount of people have never really explored for themselves. So I love any chance I can talk about this. My first question to you is, and this is so random, have you seen the show on Netflix called The Haunting of Hill House? I haven't. Okay, so everybody, settle in. The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, I am not interested in your opinion of it, anyone, because I, that's my favorite, 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 I think it's my favorite thing ever made for television, quite possibly. Movie show, I think I've officially named The Haunting of Hill House my favorite. And when I first watched it, I didn't really understand what it was. And I watched it. I'm a Leo rising. I'm a Aquarius descending. I'm a Scorpio IC and I'm a Taurus midheaven. So I'm pretty fixed. Okay. There's when I get hooked. Yeah, you get it. When I get hooked on something, I like beat myself over the head with it. When I get obsessed with something, it's on repeat for months, possibly. I'm not exaggerating. (laughs) I remember my parents being like, how are you still watching that movie? You've watched it literally five times today. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but it gets better every time. Hill House did this for me. And I think I watched it at a really pivotal time, which just to give you kind of an idea about where I was, That show probably came out a little less than a year before I met you. I'm pretty sure it was around the previous Halloween. And I had my regression with you in September of 2020. So that show, just on a total side note, is just one of the most beautifully well-written shows because of the way they interweave timelines. It is terrifying. I won't lie to you. It's a wonderfully made horror show. So it is really, really scary. But if you can handle that or you even like that, you would love the way the show is written because of the fucking gorgeous way the timelines are written. Have you ever seen This Is Us, that show? 
Okay, it's like that. It's like the horror version of This Is Us where it's like, how did someone have the beautiful artistic foresight to be able to write timelines this way? That's how Haunting of Hill House is. And there is a part in the very last episode that just stuck with me that I really believe to this day is why it's become my favorite show, why I'm obsessed with the way that it's written and everything. It's written almost in a circular format. The beginning and the end technically fit together. It's very reincarnation, past life Z, timeline. I mean, it's very congruent with everything that we're talking about in an artistic format, honestly. And there's this one part where the one of the main characters, Nell, is talking about time and the concept of time. And that, and she's kind of mindlessly rambling. And she's talking about how we all think that we just know how time works, that we just think in this linear way, right? And that's not how it works. And the way she says it is that time is happening like raindrops all around us all the time, all moments. And every single time I quote that line, I get crazy goosebumps every single time. And it was like someone was just in my ear like, that's what it is. Like, that's what it is. Like, that's, it It was the thing that opened up my mind to multiple timelines. So the, this big backstory that I'm giving you to this big lead up question, Daniel, is when you work with clients, do most of them have the linear concept of time? Is that how they kind of conceptualize time? And what is their experience like? Because for me, when I was in regression, you and I discovered an overlap. Do you remember that when I had an overlap? Mm -hmm. And I remember you asking me about that while I was under. And I remember, and it was totally because I had watched that show a year before and I went down this whole research rabbit hole about time before then. But I remember telling you, because I know that time doesn't work that way. I know that time isn't linear that way. Do you have a lot of clients that show up kind of knowing that like I did or believing, sorry, I agree with your knowing and believing thing. That's how strongly I believe it. Um, or do you find that you have to help kind of open up other people's minds to these other concepts? I try to keep it. Look, I don't believe that time exists linearly or in a linear sense. I believe that no. it's happening simultaneously. And I think this is the place to have conversations about time overlapping or alternate timelines. Just anything in that realm that's outside of linear time. But when it comes to my clients in sessions, I just keep them in the linear sense because mm -hmm. I don't want to confuse them too much. I don't want to make it any less tangible than it needs to be. And in a situation like yours... I would bring it up because when it overlapped for you, it was about the lesson of that life mm -hmm. as opposed to the overlapping timeline. So I'll just explain it very briefly to them as mm -hmm. a way to be like, all right, but let's focus on the lesson of it because that's what's most important. And it would be much easier for me to also view the world through a linear lens because then... When my clients are going back, I can put it on a timeline and say, oh, they're going back 600 years right now, or they're going mm -hmm. back 1,000 years, or they're going back 57 years. 
But I can't sit here and tell you right now that in a linear sense, that my next life won't be in 1327. I can't tell you that. And let's say that it is my next life, where in a linear sense, I'd be going back about 700 years. Well, then there are a bunch of time paradoxes that come into play there, because if there's one timeline, then that means that I could alter the future by my actions, because I do believe in right. free will. But if I can't alter it, then that means that there is a predetermined set of circumstances or actions that can't be changed. Like, I believe in this conversation that we're having right now, I can sit here and go like this. <laughs> but I think that was a choice that I made. I don't think it was predetermined that I was going to do that. Whereas if I just continued with that sentence, we would have cut out, what, 10 seconds there? And what could we do with that other 10 seconds? How does that throw off the scape of time or the scope of time? Because once we finish this call, something could happen in that 10 seconds if we finish 10 seconds sooner, mm-hmm. which could throw off the trajectory of the universe. Maybe not. I mean, I think that's the Aquarius rising me that wants me to believe that I'm the focal and center of the universe. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that means that the system is perfect also, which I don't believe that the system is perfect. I believe that the system as a whole is a work in progress and that there are enigmas. There are fluctuations in a predetermined outcome because of free will. I mean, this is all to say, I don't think that time works in a forward motion. That right. when we go back and we went through the process of forgiving and releasing in your session, mm-hmm. I think it's happening right now. So it's like we're not really going into the past because the past is existing right now, right next to us, just, yes! just like the future. And just like you brought up with me going into that memoir writing class, maybe mm-hmm. there was a part of me that jumped into the future and understood that I needed to go to that class because that was going to put me on what I believe to be the path to my purpose. Is that the way that intuition works is by jumping into the future or seeing things from a different perspective or really looking at the totality of all timelines and peering into what we perceive as the past to understand, oh, this is a feeling that I'm going to give myself in what we perceive to be the present as a warning because I can't see into the past, but I can feel it. And that our intuitions may eclipse the third dimension as we know it and is existing somewhere else in space and time that we can't see. I don't know, maybe. And... Maybe not, though. Maybe time is linear. Maybe there's nothing to any of this. Maybe when we die, we just die. Maybe. Oh, it's a real possibility. I... So, I personally believe in... I'm not full on this, but this is a theory I've been throwing around since I was honestly very young. Very young. Because I've had a lot of people pass away in my life and a lot of the people that passed away had different beliefs on the afterlife. So when I started developing my own beliefs, 
beliefs as an adolescent, I got sad and was like, so am I not going to get to see this person ever again? Am I not, right? Like, if I don't believe in heaven, but my grandma does, will I ever get to have that connection again? Um, There is part of me that believes that because the placebo effect works in waking life, it works in the afterlife. Mm -hmm. And that what you give your energy to and belief to in this life for whatever happens after you die is what will happen to you. And I think that that's a super oversimplified version of my theory, but that's the best way my human mouth can explain it, (laughs) I guess. Um, I think that all of the timelines and all of the lives are happening all at once and that we have access to all of them at all times. And that's what astral travel and past life regression and dreaming is. I believe that the dream realm is a similar realm or plane as alternate or other lives. I've actually been trying to say other lives more often to get away a little bit from too much linear so that because there is this past and future aspect to it because there is cause and effect, right? That's why you're able to identify a wound and mend it. So therefore there has to be some kind of cause and effect happening. However, you have to at least embrace or open up your mind enough to accept that linear might be more dimensional than we think that it is. I think that our concept of time in the linear sense was born because we had to literally cope with our existence. I think that we had to learn how to function. And there are these revolutions. We are going around the sun. There are so many set out, right? Like we we were able to track very legitimate physical grounded patterns, right? That That exist in this reality. So there is... Time does exist in some way. I just think that we kind of landed on one concept and just drove that home so hard. Our system did this to really, you know, mm-hmm. like really shroud our imaginations and there lots of things, right? That's a whole other freaking topic. But I think that it goes back to what you were saying a little bit ago that's really going to lend itself to this Pluto return, which is really laying to rest a lot of old ways of thinking that have been in place for a long, long time. And even though that's a really good and really cool thing, that's a really big thing still. Mm-hmm. I think you're right that it makes, it's it's kind of confrontational energy to think about it that way. It does really kind of confront all of your beliefs the way that you said. I I do agree with that. But I do also think that the work that you do is so important for opening minds in this time right now. And that's what matters. Our other lives do matter and we can learn so much from them. But you and I both agree and have seen so many people use not just past life regression, but even like meditation and spirituality as a form of escapism from Mm -hmm. this life. Right. To just not have to deal with anything. 
So we've been really talking about, um, you know, the concept and, and, and really kind of the, the depths of what can kind of come up. Like Daniel said, he has no idea where he's going with his client tomorrow, which I absolutely love that. I would love for you to kind of explain or, or just elaborate more on for everybody why and how does past life regression benefit others? What, and even more specifically, what impact do you want your work to have in this life, Daniel? Yeah, I'm going to go in like 15 different directions right now, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> After I had my first regression, I mean, many things changed in my life. One of the key things was I was someone who had a lot of internal anger. I was able to control it. So I, it was like I never lashed out at anyone. Like it was never something anyone saw, but it was there. And I discovered that it was linked to a past life. And once I went through that process of forgiving and releasing, it was gone. I mean, do I still get annoyed or a little like, like, come on. Yeah, sure. Like that's kind of my reaction when I'm annoyed now, as opposed to where I would feel this, you know, this intense fire in my belly a few years ago. And but that's gone now. Well, why I bring that up is because when I would be standing in line at the grocery store, I can always be courteous. Even if someone is being stupid, I'm going to deem it as such. I would feel that fire in my belly, but I would still treat them with respect. What changed for me after the fact was once that fire in my belly was gone, I was able to see the experience for what it was. It was just an experience. And instead of being like, oh my God, that person's such an idiot. It's like... <laughs> which I'm sure we all, look, to some extent, I still feel that way. And, well, we're still human. Yeah. Right. But what I started seeing it as, <laughs> I'm sorry, like being grammatically incorrect, but ah, whatever, you guys will get it, even if I talk like Tarzan. That's okay. I make up words around here. <laughs> I started seeing everything as bigger. And instead of getting irked or really annoyed and feeling that fire in my belly, I would just say, you know what? That's that person's journey in this life. They're here to understand what it means to be an idiot. I've probably had lives where I've been an idiot like them. You zoomed out. Or I may have future incarnations mm -hmm. where I'll be in those shoes. Yep. So I'm going to have compassion for their situation right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm also someone who's very good with time. So I'm never really rushed. So in those situations, I don't have anything to get worked up over because I have the time. It's not like I'm in a hurry. So that's that person's experience. Now, we can even look at the person behind the register. Maybe they're going slow. Now still, I would always have compassion for them beforehand. But the way I look at it now is that person may have been someone to me in a past life. Because I had a session, this was a little over a year ago, with someone who saw me in a life 
somewhere around the Mediterranean. And she was a, a peasant girl and I was a baker. And she said, I gave her extra bread to bring home to her family because they were poor. And then we reunited in this life for me to help her through her journey, which was completely unrelated. Like the real heavy stuff was mm -hmm. unrelated to that bread life. But that was a couple thousand years ago. And we were going through something deep together. Because it's like, even though I'm not going through it, I'm there with you. So I'm, right. as much as I'm facilitating, I'm still there. That's just, that's what it is. So I was given a bread a couple thousand years ago in this life. I was bringing her back or putting her in that space where she could free herself from the burdens and the shackles of a particular life that was weighing her down. So that's what that person behind the register could be to me. Or they could have been my mother or my father, my best friend, my husband, my wife, my greatest enemy, anything. And so I think the work that I do, if people allow it to really shine through, can add such a, an added layer of compassion to the world. And then you take someone who's a racist. What if they went through a session with me? And they understood that, hmm, maybe I shouldn't treat that particular race that way because maybe I'll be that race next time. Maybe I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of what I put forward to that particular race. So what if they start to shift their perspective on life and they start to treat people with more respect? I think it's a very unconventional answer to the question. But I think that's where it all starts is on the human level. Because we're all here having a shared experience. Yeah, sure. I think most people are <laughs> dumb or stupid or are <laughs> weighing us down. But I'm an Aquarius rising. I can't stand people, yet I love humanity. <laughs> and I feel like I'm here to help. So oh, that was amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, that's one part of the answer. Another part is I want to help people understand that time is not their enemy. Because I think so many people treat time as if it was their enemy when it doesn't need to be. Time is a gift. Like it truly is. And a day that you spend lounging, it's not necessarily a wasted day. It's just you have the gift of being able to lounge for a day. Time is a gift. Like it, it doesn't need to be our enemy. So I want to help people understand that and that we should make the most of the time that we have and cherish the time that we have. Because even though I firmly believe that we have multiple lives, there's only one life where I'm going to get to live this chart. Mm -hmm. in this body. So I want to make the most of it. I do. And then we can work our way up the ladder, which is when you start seeing that you're not limited to one life, I think you start seeing the world in a different way. And that all possibilities are possible or all potentials are possible 
And I mean, for me, I think the opposite of what logically happened when I thought that maybe it was just one life is I wanted to make more out of the time that I had. So I think in a logical sense, you'd be like, no, if you only have one life, you're going to make the most out of that time. Because if you have multiple lives, then you have all this time to have all these experiences. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know about that. Not really. I think, yeah, it had the opposite effect on me, which was I wanted to make more of the time that I had it. It added a deeper level of appreciation to my life and my circumstances and... It's not that every life is the same. I don't know why people treat it like it's Groundhog Day. And like, you don't get to redo this. You get one try each life and each one is completely unique. Exactly. I I really, I don't, I could not agree more with you there where I, I encounter that mindset a lot. And I'm always like, where does that? concept come from exactly just because you have multiple lives doesn't mean you get to redo your shit in this one i yeah i just have to try to do my best in this one so i don't have to deal with the karmic ramifications of it in another life yeah (laughs) and for me it's it really is going back to the word cherish that you used i really believe in soul contracts and bonds and soulmates and twin flames and I also believe that just like as unique as there's no two snowflakes that are the same or no two fingerprints that are the same, right? That there's no, no two, I love that you use the word chart too. Every incarnation is going to be a total different combination of everything, Mm -hmm. everything. And so for me, it's also really about exactly cherishing those gifts of time in this life. Absolutely. I really firmly believe time is actually our top highest value in this universe, in this existence. And I think a lot of people actually overlook that. Whether it's personally, whether it's professionally, I really think it's our greatest value. I think it's more important than money. I think that, and I think it's becoming more important than money. I think for a while, as a human race, we valued money over time. And I think we're, uh, especially leading up to this Pluto return, like you said, I really think we're opening our eyes up to that and realizing time actually is is much more valuable than a lot of uh, money and like materials. Mm-hmm. And I mean, ultimately, I feel that my purpose is to help humanity view time through a different lens. And I think that goes beyond teaching humans how to read a clock because is a clock really time or is it just a measurement of how we've collectively decided to view time i mean look at the gregorian calendar versus societies that base their calendar off the moon phases Mm -hmm. i don't we still wake up every morning still go to sleep every night but we just have different ways of looking at it. Sometimes their days fall on a different day, but it it still works. Now, it may alter how we perceive things, but it's it's because it's a collective agreement. Like, you're an hour ahead of me right now. You're an hour ahead of me because we have a collective agreement that exactly. you're an hour ahead of me. Exactly. But I don't know. It doesn't sound like we're on an hour lag for this conversation. It seems like it's happening and, in real time. Right. 
And in a month from now, we're all going to collectively, most of us, not every state, but most of us are going to collectively agree to put our clocks an hour back and literally move time. Isn't that so... (laughs) Fucking daylight savings time is... I don't know how I feel about it. And so... (laughs) I think that's part of what I mean by helping humanity view time through mm-hmm. a different lens is that we have a collective agreement of how we view it. When I just want to say, yo, there's a different way. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's not that your way is wrong 100%, but there's probably more. Mm-hmm. There's just, it's just different. Yeah. That's it. It's just a different way. And that's to value time more because... Like my favorite book, just, I mean, it changed my life. It's called The Timekeeper by Mitch Album. And it has three main characters in it. And by the way, this isn't ruining it for anyone because this is basically what the back cover says. <laughs> it starts out with what Mitch Album refers to as father time, which is a character who was responsible for the creation of time because he was the first one to use a stick to like mark off time or the days. So before that, it, there wasn't a system in place, but it still worked. But then this character, because he created time, he had to live in a cave where he had to hear the voices of everyone who suffered as a result of the creation of time. And the story then follows him and two other characters, one who is a teenage girl who wants time to speed up. She wants to grow up. She wants her date Mm -hmm. on Friday to come sooner. And then the other character is an old man. I think he was a billionaire who has a terminal illness and he's looking Mm -hmm. to extend his life and get the most out of time. So I think, yeah, it's just, it's about the way we perceive it. And it's fun to think about multiple timelines in alternate realities, multiple dimensions, alternate dimensions, parallel dimensions, the multiverse. My suggestion would be, if you're going to do it, do it like we're doing it right now, which is we're having a conversation about it. We're talking about the possibilities of it, but we're, we're making the most out of our time together. In one life, I was walking to your death. In this life, we're having a conversation about the complexities of the universe. And we're making the most out of it. Like when we hang up today, this is a conversation that I'm going to cherish. Because it's with someone who, you know, I care deeply for and have tremendous respect for. And we're talking about something that I love talking about. Now, I can also have this conversation in my head and think about it on my own, which of course I do in the shower. (laughs) But but then I'm missing out on this interaction with you or whoever it may be. And that's the beauty of time is, is we've allocated this collective agreement of time that we've devoted to today to have this conversation, which we're not talking about about shoelaces or quarters. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, unless we can make something more out of it. And 
still how that relates to to the timelines and all that is sure it's cool to think about but what does it take you away from does it take you away from the experience of having a really shitty day because how can you know a good day if you don't know the other side of it or how can you have that appreciation for a good day i don't know maybe you can but my understanding of it is that it's through the experiences that we have mhm i i definitely definitely agree with that i think that that's one of the biggest beauties that exploring your past lives can do for you is give you perspective like that real real perspective even even if you wanted to walk away from that experience and say that was all in my mind none of past lives isn't a real thing this was just all in my mind the emotions and the perceptions that you had during that session were real mhm no matter what and that truly is the powerful part of it is i agree with you is in the actual experiences themselves which is why our time and how we spend it matters so so incredibly much mhm i huh, i could talk for hours and hours about time and time travel and everything honestly i i absolutely love all this stuff and if you can't tell everybody this experience really did change my life like we said this was well over a year ago and i i can directly root so much of my growth to that session true truthfully i i really truly truly can so i'm often asked what's my favorite past life that i've had and my answer is always it's the life when i was a fisherman when i lived in what i believe was the appalachian mountains and i lived in a place that was right next to a river that overlooked a valley where i just fished every day like my existence was waking up and surviving but in this beautiful place but i got to feel the water you know grazing my ankles as i'd be standing there fishing i got to cook my fish i think i had a dog but it was just the simplicity of that life like i mean i bring this up to you because i have a lot of people who come to me like i want to know about if i was a if i was a king or a queen or some kind of royalty or this or that is well i mean when people say that to me i'm like okay but you don't want to be royalty because 90% of the time when i people see themselves as royalty they're the most miserable people in the world it's about the beauty like how you said like you refer to them as mundane lives which mm-hmm. yeah let's let's call a spade a spade they were but there was such And I don't mean that in a negative connotation exactly I yeah. just mean what you mean very simple very straightforward but there's beauty and simplicity mm-hmm. and I think that that just translates to our contemporary lives go out for a walk look at a tree like acknowledge the nature or the beauty in nature that's all around us because it's not always going to be the way that it is maybe better maybe not but never take for granted the moment of time that we find ourselves in just cherish every moment that we are in this 3D world and so there's that and the other thing i wanted to say is 
I want to talk about your host a little bit. Sorry, Danny, I'm speaking about you in the third person now. <laughs> Danny's the real deal. Like, she absolutely is. I'm not talking to the same Danny that I was talking to over a year ago. Like, she has grown so much. And I bring this up because, like, I'm very touched by, you know, what you said about the regression being a big part of it. It's like I was saying earlier, it's a matter of the information coming to you and then you deciding what you want to do with that information. So that's on you, like your growth. I was just the dude who asked questions and I was just there with you. But you ultimately walked away with what you wanted to take away from the situation and made the changes that you felt you needed to make in your life. So the person who you're receiving this from, so I'm not talking about you in the first person anymore, Danny, speaking to the audience now. <laughs> like she's the real deal. She is the embodiment of what she's saying. She's not, she's just, she's not full of shit. She's genuine. And I think that that's so important to point out because I feel that there are those people out there who will talk about the things that Danny are talking about, but they're not living what they're preaching. But Danny is. And I think that's just so important to gravitate towards someone who is preaching or doing what they're preaching. And I see it in Danny, and it's something that I would stake my reputation on. So that's why I wanted to bring it up because I believe in Danny and I believe she's the real deal. So bring your friends here, like flock to Danny because she's, she's the embodiment of what it means to do the work. So she's real. Well, I sincerely appreciate that. And I would add on to that, that everything Daniel just said is proof of what you can happen and how much more you can grow when we do it together. When you don't feel like you have to take your journey totally and completely solely on your own. Just like you said, you could have been having this conversation in your head in the shower. And quite honestly, what are you doing if you're not thinking about the concept of time while you're taking a shower? But I really firmly believe that you know, we are born with everything that we need in every life to succeed and grow to our full potential. And I believe that we are given the absolute gift of other people. And I don't like a lot of them too, but I think it's supposed to be that way. I think that it's supposed to be rare. I think it's supposed to be kind of hard to find the ones that resonate the most with you. What would be the journey if that was just so easily thrust upon you? But so many people look at their journey, especially their spiritual journey, like it has to be so, so low. And I think that Daniel is the perfect example of a guide that genuinely wants nothing but your healing and your growth and your success. Not, not, whatever you're going to give him, not, you know, it's, it's not about what you gain. You really do show up 
to give. And I think that you are rewarded for that because I think that you attract the people for the most part that do want to do the work. I, I decided to do the work a long, long time ago. And I'm so grateful I did because by the time I met you, I was ready to meet you. I was ready for that session. Thank God it was not three years prior. <laughs> cause, cause was not, was not nearly, nearly ready. So I really hope that all of you have really gotten to, to see a look inside not only kind of what past life regression is and, and, and all these concepts of time, but really, really what the impact of, of this work has. Truly, truly. Now, please, please, because everybody is now going to want to work with you, Daniel. And please go work with Daniel. How can we find you? How can we work with you? How can we support you, Daniel? Well, first and foremost, well, just Danny, thank you for having me. This has been amazing. It's just, it's been a fun conversation. So thank you for having me on and, and having this conversation with me. And of course. You rock. Okay. <laughs> You're the best. So everyone, you can find me on Instagram at the past life regressionist. Or my website, yourpastliferegressionist.com. And you can also find me, or sorry, listen to me on my podcast, which is Timeless Spirituality. And yeah, just thank you guys for being here. Thank you for being here on this ride with us. And yeah, just come on over to Timeless Spirituality. And I'm having Danny yes. on, but come yes. on over. If you loved what we talked about today, if you're interested in, in exploring more of these concepts, but really through the experiences of other people, you need to get over to the Timeless Spirituality Podcast now. Make sure that you subscribe and download. And yes, don't miss my episode, which will be coming out in the future. And yeah, this won't be the last time y'all hear from Daniel around here. We're not done. <laughs> you mean I can come back? Of course you can come back. You're very welcome in the neighborhood. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Okay. I'm From in. that witch next door herself. <laughs> yes. This was this was a blast. Seriously. No, I really can't wait to do it again. This was amazing. Everybody, please, please go follow Daniel. Show him all the love. He is very open, honest, and transparent. If you have any just questions about his services, talk to him. Talk to him. Mm -hmm. Didn't you hear how nice of a guy he is? See? Yeah. <laughs> All right. This was amazing. Daniel, thank you so much again. Seriously. You're very welcome. And thank you for having me. All right, everybody. This was the best. Thank you so, so much for being here today. Everyone have a great rest of your week and you stay magical out there. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of That Witch Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, I would be really grateful if you would head over to iTunes right now and leave a super nice five-star review. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at thatwitch.nextdoor. I love connecting with all of you outside the show. Keep those questions, keep those comments coming. You can send fan art suggestions for topics on the show. You can nominate people to be interviewed on the show. Send anything like that to thatwitchnextdoor at gmail.com. 
And if you'd like to work together, I am offering a really amazing mentorship program. I'm only offering a very, very limited number of spots. You can submit your application and learn more on my website. And you can also book a one-on-one session with me at thatwitchnextdoor.com. Thank you so much again, and I'll see you all next week.